Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. We have Christmas. We have Thanksgiving. We have New Year's. And now we have the six-month review thing that we don't have a name for. Yes! It's actually called Game of the Half Year. Game, half, of the, half of the game year, Game of the Half Year, six-month no, review. It's, it's Game of the Half Year because I typed it into the spreadsheet today and realized that we could call it the Gothies because it's the- Game of the Half Year. Oh, okay. This yeah, is our gothies. This this is our goth. Put on your black nail polish and your spike collar. It's time for the gothies. to discuss all things The Cure related is Luke. Conformist man. Craig. Hello. That's not very gothy. Mike. Oh. Welcome to the Mid-Year Review. That's not gothy either. <laughs> and um, a special shout out goes to the best gothy ever, Werner Herzog. Anyway. All right. So... We're going to change the format a little bit from last time. I don't like doing the whole, I ask a bunch of questions and answers twice a year, because then that sounds, you know, really repetitive. So we're going to save all that for our end of the year special. So what we've done is, out of all the games we've played this year, we have each picked three that we would like to talk about. So, remember, gentlemen, you will be judged on your picks. Who wants to stick their weenus on the chopping block? I, 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 uh... Not really. Not like that. Like, I would have went first with my game, but I do not want to stick my weenus on the chopping block. Uh, alright. Well, um, before you stick your hang down in that little hole that the, the block will come down on, remember, you have two minutes oh. to monologue about the game before it is open to discussion on whether or not you're a loser for picking it. Oh, right. Okay, right. I, I wouldn't even make it to two minutes because I'm going to be very quick and brief <laughs> and stick to the rules this year. I don't have any extra games. I don't have a 40-page list of honourable mentions. Is this counting in the two minutes, me talking right now? Alright, well, you're out of time, Craig. You blew your chance. My two-minute monologue starts now. So my first game for this, I'm opening with a strong one, is Shadow Tactics, colon, Blades of the Shogun. And the colon is not written in the title, it's the it's a colon in the title just to make that clear it's not Shadow Tactics colon because that would be a really terrible name for a game so it's just a colon Blades of the Shogun is then like the subtitle to the game itself so the main title of the game is Shadow Tactics (laughs) (laughs) just to to be clear Um, so this game it's from 2016 but it was recently very recently introduced to me by my good friend Dave who sent me it as a gift earlier in the year to perk me up when I was feeling particularly low. It's developed by Mimi Me Productions, who have a really cool week and a squiggly, you know, opening icon logo thing. It's amazing. And it's basically very, very stealth heavy real time tactics. So it's your old style commandos type thing. It's what we're looking forward to in six months with Desperados. It's very much class-based stealth so you've got maybe four or five characters you've got five characters through it who all have their each 
strengths. You get a wee group together and you just sneak your way through levels. It's nail-bitingly hard. It's so, so difficult. You've got to nail your... There's no getting out of it. David doesn't have the whole, oh, well, when you're caught, it's fun. It's, no. it's just not. <laughs> it's just not. When you're caught, you're, you're restarting from, from your, your quick save or your save point. Um, it's just a fantastic game. It's beautiful to look at. It's beautiful to play. The story is really intriguing. The characters are really likable. The stealth mechanics themselves are great. They're just really traditional feeling and really clear and easy to understand. It just so happens done. that it's... Oh. You're anyway, done. That's me. Anyway... So, does anyone have any, like, affinity or anything for these kind of, like, real-time tactics games, either from the past, or is anyone looking forward to Desperados? Does anyone like Hard as Nails, Tough as Nails, Stealth? Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I, I enjoyed the old Commando Behind Enemy Line sort of games and things, and I'd like to, you know, the variety of each character, which brings me to my burning question, because I did actually play some of Shadow Tactics. It's been thrown around a little bit on the... um sort of like freebie games network so you've had it on uh i think it's on game pass and it's been on some kind of game is it good old games or something like that i can't remember yeah 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 given away as a freebie at some point um and i did actually start on it but to me it it didn't catch me at all i just you know sometimes if i jump in with a game it does if it doesn't stick after say 15 20 minutes i'm usually quite prepared to say you know it's not not my cup of tea and um in the case yeah. of this i only actually played as the first character i you know i made it across the outside used my grappling hook things like that um jumped in on on some sort of fight in fire i can't remember 100 percent, but but it kind of yeah. it didn't do it for me i didn't even realize it was more along the lines of commandos with you know like multiple different specialist uh, characters is, is that where it goes by any chance yeah that's where it goes the the first mission you are Hayato, which is basically your ninja, and you save one character, and you also kind of find a sniper character as well, who has like a fixed position on the map. So yeah. you can use your characters to move your sniper about the map to get line of sight on your target and things. It's very, very open in the way you deal with the people you're trying to kill. It's very, it's very tactical because you've got to plan your escape very carefully as well, as well. Um, and you've got a shogun character as well, and I know Dave, you particularly like the shogun, but he can jump in, kill multiple enemies, and then pick up two bodies at a time and just lumber away with two bodies and hide in the bush. It's it's He's actually my bro. You really, I, I can see you as him. Um, it's dead good, Mike. That's all I can say. Is and it took me maybe about two hours to fully get to grips with what I was doing, particularly when it comes to how enemies see you. They've got that conus vision, which yeah. grows as they start to spot you. And it once you get used to the timing of that, you can start to get half spotted as you move between bushes and start to play to it. It's To me, it's super satisfying spending three hours on one mission to do it without being spotted and without killing anyone apart from your target or something. That's ultimate satisfaction. Hmm. Now, contrary to that, if you spend an hour on the map and you kill everybody, <laughs> things go fairly smooth until you get a little too aggressive. I've finished the first 
two missions and then went, oh, this is this is a Craig game. Uh, and I put it back on my pile for later. I do want to hit it later because I do like that, but I have to be in a very specific mood. It hits that, that, that weird thing where it's like half a puzzle game, half a stealth game. And if you ignore the stealth, then it makes it a more interesting puzzle game, in my case. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't really stealth too awful much. I fling shurikens and have the Mr. Samurai kill people. And then that really cool old guy shoot people in the face. And it works decently well. It does. It's good. And it does, you're right, it does play to both strengths. If you want to stealth that you can. If you want to murder everyone, it's still pretty challenging because you've got three enemies all staring at each other around a campfire and you're like, how? You've got to get one character to throw a stone to distract two of them. The other one to kill them and drag them away before they turn. It's, it becomes pretty cool just doing stuff like that. Now, two questions here um, and then we'll move on. Uh, first one is do you ever think you'll be distracted by a stone in real life? I'm not sh- Like, if you're walking down the street and you just hear something hitting the wall behind you, I think I'd look round. What I don't think I would do would be turn around and go, oh, what was that? And then walk over and stare at the stone well, for 15 gonna, seconds. <laughs> uh, life hacking skills from the Bit Effect crew here. If you're standing with a group of people and you hear a stone plunk, don't go. You will oh. be killed. Yep. Uh, and number two, for ev- everybody that has picked the game here, um, after we're all done talking about it, I want you to s- uh, say what do you think a drawback of the game is. Drawback of the game? Oh, my. Yeah. Drawback mm-hmm. of the game. So a, a positive uh, and a negative. Uh, the only thing that, like, from my experience was uh, the controls definitely take some time to get used to. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. way they have you pan and spin the camera. Very weird the way that's done. It's weird. I I got used to it in the end because I was spending so much with it. But it is, you. It doesn't go the way you think it should go, and it doesn't feel like it's just inverted. It feels like it's on a random switch as to whether you're going to be inverted or not, or whether you're going to go up or down. But it's not. It it just takes time. It just takes time to get used to. Anyway. All right. Who's up next? Thank you for humoring me. Oh, no problem. That's what we're here for. Because I picked the first one, do I get to pick who goes next? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. Uh, Mike. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I have had quite a hard time getting a list. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a hell of a lot of good stuff. In fact, the five which didn't make my top three are... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bloody, you bloody are. Amazing. You got a minute fifty seconds left, dog. You better <laughs> okay, get this train okay. rolling. But, yeah. Okay. So number three is a once again. It seems like it seems like gift gifts are the are the the you know the thing of the moment. And Dave, Dave, my friend, presented me with one Mega Man Eleven this year, and it's excellent. It's excellent. This is the my my third choice. It's my third choice, and it's. You know, it's everything I wanted for a continuation of Mega Man. It's got the it's got cool graphics, cool sound, good level design. Uh, it's just about tough enough for me to keep me happy. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess if I had to have a drawback, maybe not tough enough. But um, it does sort of like you know it, it it makes Mega Man accessible for the first time in a good while. It lets you do things like upgrades, things like that. If you've not played a Mega Man before, they can be pretty brutal, but it's, 
quite sort of limited platform, you know, with a lot of shooting in there as well. Um, and, you know, you go through these, this boss order. I I decided for once that I wasn't going to follow any sort of guides on who the bosses were and what the best weapons were to tackle them because when you beat a, a boss, you get their, their weapons technically. Um, and I played this through in probably about three or four days. But I was just like, you know, considering it's such a good year for Capcom titles, I was so surprised this was a, you know, up there for me. Probably the best Capcom game I've played this year. And that's that's Ooh. quite quite something. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it will, will be a shocker. But, yeah, I think Mega Man 11 is the one at the top of the list. And I think that counts my two minutes. Not yet, not yet. Oh, not shit. Yet. Well, well I can't wait for okay, Mega Man 12. <laughs> now, shush, shush, shush. That's it. Your two minutes are up, sir. Mm. All right. Has anybody else played this besides me? <clears throat> no. No, not at all. I have all never right. played any Mega Mans or Mega Men's. That, that will Mega be Man. rectified. <laughs> Mega Men's. <laughs> I've never touched a Mega Man before. Um, Yeah, you got... Um, okay, well then, really quick. Why, why do you guys not have an interest in Mega Man? It's not a Mega. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just never... <laughs> yeah. You know no what? I, I can sort of answer this for them, Dave, because in a way, last year, in like like roughly the same year, um, you know, roughly the same po- point of the year around Christmas, I went through Mega Man 1 to 10 over the space of about two weeks. Um, and it was kind of like I never had an appreciation for the Blue Bomber. I've, I've always known he's a Capcom character, but I'd never really taken him and said, you know, this is Street Fighter, this is Resident Evil. This is Mega Man. You know, there was no Mega Man for me. As many games as he's had, he wasn't. He wasn't the top of my list for you know Capcom characters. And um, and really? you know, yeah, I I came back to him. And when I always thought there was something a bit creaky and outdated about him, but but when I did actually play it, it was like everything sort of gripped me. And uh, that's why I was so hyped for Eleven because I just played through one to ten last year. So it got me on the train and made me realize that. You know, Mega Man's not something to be messed with in, in terms of the, the Capcom stable. Um, yeah, that's weird because first first character I think of when I think of Capcom, it, it will always be Mega Man. And then later it's your Street Fighters, your Monster Hunters, your Resident Evils. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be a Europe, European thing. You never know. Maybe there's a lot. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, we probably got at different dates as well to the US and Japan or something like that. I'm not, not 100% sure. And to be honest, the very first Mega Man will probably put quite a few people off because it's you know, it's it's not anywhere near as refined as everything that came after it. So, so uh, no. well, in in regards to eleven, um, as somebody that recently played through the first ten games, do you have a complaint? Because I was looking at that sucker with some really stink eyes, man. I'm like, all right, this is Mega Man Eleven. You better live up to it. And by about halfway through, I didn't care anymore. I was smiling like an idiot. Well, I think nine and ten weren't as good as the reviews made them out to be, to be honest. I thought they were decent games, but they I know you hate the soul thing, Dave, but there was definitely <laughs> something that was that was just slightly missing. Even compared to like Mega Man Seven, there was something that was sort of slightly missing for me with them. And uh you know, I think Mega Man eleven brings it back. It you know, puts it four and forefront as you know, even if it's something like Mega Man 5 or something like that, or Mega Man 6, where you're thinking, oh, it's the same thing being repeated over and over again now. There's not really much going on here. But but the truth is, you know, they've all got the, the thing to love. And whilst whilst 9 and 10 for me didn't fully, 
end that that first set of ten games on a on a high for me. I think eleven sort of come back and said, you know, this is this is most definitely a Capcom game. And, you know, it just um, it just yeah, ties I, the I, thing to it. I, I think nine and ten retroactively are will age worse than one through nine or one through eight. Mm-hmm. Like there was something about nine and ten where they just feel of their time. Anyway, speaking of time, all right, Mike, what is your negative about Mega Man Eleven? It's like I said before, there's you know, it's it almost felt like I could cheese my way through it a bit because there's that whole upgrade system. There's so much Oh, the gears? Uh, yeah, a little I, and I did a sort of start abusing it and I thought I could have probably tried my best. I mean the trophies do sort of the trophies are there to say, you know, if you're an absolute nutter and you can somehow manage to get through this with with not a single upgrade, then yeah, you're great. But <laughs> no, that that was never gonna be for me. I was I was maxing out my amount of lives, maxing out my, you know, my energy capsules as backups and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I felt, I felt a bit weak to be honest. And and it was sort of, it was a bit easier, but it still wasn't easy enough to, for me to be fully comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. All right, Mike, who's next? Uh, I want to see what Luke's got. <laughs> well, so did I. Rawr, rawr. What? Um, cool. All right. Show me your front puppet. I want to know what this is. <laughs> oh, no. Sure, this is abuse. Where did right. he touch you? Um. All right. Tell me when you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. All right, go. So, one of the games that I've fallen madly in love with this year has been Divinity Two: Original Sin. Divinity: Original Sin Two. I don't know the exact name of it. Um very similar to the original Baldur's Gate on the PC I believe although I've never played it a top down Dungeons and Dragons style turn based combat game Um, after completing it in 18 months with my friend Sam we both bought the game and then I was off sick for a week sweet lord I know right Um, I had a week off off sick and I had nothing else to do so I just went ahead and I was like I'll just play I'll just play a couple levels I'll I'll, I'll get ahead a bit (laughs) and see what happens and then I completed it. <laughs> it's like 120 hours later. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's something f- fantastic about that game. It's just got so much to it. There's so much depth that you can, you can. There's so many options you can choose. You can multi-class. You can you can stick your character to one class. I found that one of the, the one of the characters I picked, I didn't like the class that he'd that I'd chosen. And rather than respec, I just started branching out and trying trying different paths. Uh, classes so i had like four or five different technique skill sets that i could go down and made this like really cool character that could do a range of different things and he wasn't like offensive as such but he could heal he could he could buff people and it, it just yeah there's so much to this game and yeah the story is a bit odd kind of lost track of it but it's one of those games where you're like, I'll just play five more minutes and then it's two o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh shit, and I've got to get up and work for four hours. Oh my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, Dave, you've played this game. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't talk for another 10 seconds. All right. So um, I have some complaints, but um, I think there's like so much this game does better than the first one. And the first one, was still a really good game. Um, it's a bunch of little things, like the character introductions when you're choosing a character, the fact that you can choose a character instead of just a generic guy. 
You know? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I play it on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> holy balls! That is one of the... Like, it puts XCOM to shame in terms of Jesus. difficulty. It, it really expects you to know and learn the combat engine inside and out, and I really enjoy that. So it, it's there if you want a... Let's say a Fire Emblemy light tactical fun game, but it's also going to accommodate you if you really want to just dig in. Yeah, and the, the thing is, you can change the difficulty mid-game, and I did explore some of the harder <laughs> difficulties. That was my phone. <laughs> um, and yeah, it wasn't for me. I, I, I don't like that that instant kill state you know like one wrong turn and you can completely mess up your game and then have to revert back to saves i kind of prefer the the more i'm going to recover from my situations and it's going to give me the opportunity to do that you know if i've made a mistake i would like to be able to recover from it but yeah the it's hard to explain without actually playing it but for anybody who's looking for like a good rpg that lets you kind of customize your characters however you want this is totally the game for you uh I'd, I'd also like to add in there if you're looking for if you're not a fan of science fiction and XCOM the the trappings of it don't really you know hook you uh this is a great fantasy alternative and it's real it's a it's a game of thrones which are more realistic fantasy it's not elder scrolls fantasy so if that's your jam you'll definitely really like this all right look give me a negative this story, um, as much as I tried, it just didn't click at all. It's too weird and confusing and blah. The good thing is you don't really know, need to know what's going on in the game. You can go into it as much depth as you want. And another thing I'll add, you don't have to play the first one to play the second one. So I would advise oh, you... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I would advise you just jump it straight into the second one because the first one, it has aged a bit. It doesn't play as well. Um, but, yeah check it out all right uh i'll go next because well i am the host i decide when the hell i want to go <laughs> all right time is on the clock and go okay so first one i'm going to talk about is sekiro and i have i can speak on sekiro for a lot longer than two minutes so here we go number one it is better than bloodborne number two it does respect your time still, which I was a little scared of after Dark Souls 3 because Dark Souls 3 really didn't respect your time as much. Number three, after Dark Souls 3, of course, um, it's hard. It, it is very hard. This is the first FromSoft game that has made me wonder if FromSoft made something too difficult just for the sake of it. Uh, Dark Souls 3 DLC was hard not in the same way. Dark Souls 3 DLC got a lot of flack because it was just too spongy. Uh, bosses had four phases, they had too much hit that kind of thing. This is hard in the way the first time you played Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox was hard. This is, no, you will parry this .2 second slash attack or you will die. It is that simple. Um, I think the world they've created is much more interesting than Dark Souls. But that may just be because I have this kind of weak point for um, Japanese history. So that's really cool. Uh, I, I I don't know if I recommend people pick it up. You'll know if you're the type of person that will like a FromSoft game. And this one seems to be the most divisive. Uh, if there's a demo, I guess, try it. But for me, this was... 
well, other than my next game, uh, the most satisfying, just the mechanics of a game infuriated me and made me so happy at the same time. Because when you can just, you know, just parry a seven hit combo from a boss and then you stab him in the face, it feels so good. But that's it. I'm done. Why did nobody else pick up Sekiro? Yeah, for me, it's the stress thing. I think, like, I found that Dark Souls, Bloodborne, I have to play them when I've got time off work because coming home from a busy day of work and then playing a game that stresses me out just because you're always on edge and, like, the penalty for death, even though it doesn't, it isn't actually as bad as it seems, you get so stressed out because you know if you die, you, you may lose something. And I keep on hearing this game is a lot more difficult than the previous ones. And whilst I've, I've kind of got on okay with Dark Souls and Bloodborne, I have always sucked at parrying. To, to, like, it's the one thing I just cannot do. It, it never has clicked, even though I've, I've tried it as much as possible. Um, so I'll maybe pick it up when I've got some time off. But I'm also... I'm maybe getting over the whole difficulty thing. It's It doesn't seem like worth the investment in time. I, I can understand that, yeah. Um. Oh, Mike. Um, you're a FromSoft guy. Why, why does this one pass you by? No, it's not. It's not. I just. Oh, I've I thought you didn't play it. I'm sorry. I've not really played enough to um give it a verdict yet. I've um I've played a decent amount, maybe about five, six hours, something like that. Um, but not nowhere near enough. I feel like I'm only just sort of scratching the surface with it. I'm still not 100 percent sure on it. Um, so it is so, very different. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it feels quite, quite tough, to be honest. I mean, when you, when you're going to walk up some steps and suddenly bump into a, a chained up sort of guy, you, you might just break free and kick your head in and fr- super up to you over in the face. and drop <laughs> kick you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you could start getting a bit worried, but no, no, I, so I've, I've managed to get as far as the, um, the horseman. I'm not sure what his name is. But, oh, I yeah, I I think it's Kenichiro. You know, it's a brick wall for me at the second. I you know, I I, I played him probably about four or five times, and I thought I don't know at the moment if I want to just keep getting punished. And like Luke said, you know, it, it feels like it's going to suck up a lot of time just watching yourself get get your head kicked in sometimes. So I thought I could probably play something else in the meantime. But I I will return to it, of course. All right. Uh my my negative is is going to be more if you're familiar with the game. But I'll, I'll try to explain it. Okay, so like Luke and Mike both said, a big part of FromSoft games is dying and then learning from dying, right? Uh, in this, they put a penalty on dying. The more you die, the sicker NPCs become. If you die too many times, NPCs... <coughs> dead. <laughs> so in this, the learning cycle will actually detriment your playthrough. You will miss story, you will miss items, you will miss a bunch of things if you accidentally kill all the NPCs because the horseman stabbed you in the face too many times. Uh, I, I think that is a mistake. So that, that would be my one negative, would be I, I hope they learn that that does put a lot more people off. Because in the end, I mean, they want more people to play the game, but they still, I guess, why? Yeah, that's tough, right? Like vision versus marketability. Have you managed to f- figure out how many times you have to get your head kicked in for that to uh, affect, say, a single NPC? 
Um, it all depends on what NPC it is, and it all depends on where you are in the game. So if you haven't, uh, no, you can you can get NPCs that you haven't even met. Sick. Now that I think Ooh, about it, Jesus, no, that's not so. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, the, you will never bork your game so much you can't finish it. But mm. you will. It'd it be kind of like if Sigmire died in Dark Souls One. You're like, oh, I just missed a big part of something. This this sounds like hell. Like it actually <laughs> well, just sounds like hell. It 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 really makes sense story wise. Like it like it works very well with the theme of the game, and mm-hmm. you might like it a lot more because this is incredibly stealth heavy. You play this like you play uh, Batman, like Arkham. Can you stealth around bosses and completely? You cannot the game stealth without killing around anyone? bosses, but no, every I'm boss out. has a trick that if you do okay. it, they become easy. I can guarantee if I tried this game, every NPC would be dead. Oh, they uh, were for me. My first playthrough, they were they were all sick and coughing and dying, and they couldn't even lift their heads up off the floor. It was it was just a shit show. All right, that is the end of round one, gentlemen. As is the usual case in this round two, uh, we'll call it the turbo round. Your time gets cut in oh, half. What? You now have a minute. And to start us off, since Luke complained. Luke, you're up next. <laughs> oh, right, okay. When's the clock start? And go. Right. Uh, I picked up Uncharted 4, thinking it wasn't going to be that great. I don't know why. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a blast with this game. Perfect send-off to Nathan Drake, perhaps. We're not sure if he'll be back. But, um, yeah, I, I just loved it from start to finish. I think, I think it was a really well-told story. I think they finally sorted out the, the combat, which always felt a bit too uh, spongy, I guess. The um, good amount of comedy. You're spending more time with some really great characters. You know, Sully is a great character. Nathan Drake's great. Um, yeah, every, everything about that game, I think they nailed it, just just like you would expect from Naughty Dog. And I really like the, like the hints of nostalgia and like going back to Crash Bandicoot that they've got in it. Um and yeah it's just a game that you know when you go into a game with low expectation and then it it turns out to be a lot better than you actually thought it was going to be i'm sorry kid you're out of time it's one of those games (laughs) i think we've all played this though yeah yeah yep um i i kind of agree with luke i i think that uh this, I mean, it's very, very weird to say the, oh, the best one in the series well, was the one that released last, but um, this, this puts Uncharted 2 to shame. It is, it is a game you pull out to impress people about what games look like now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it is also a game you pull out when somebody's like, hey, I want to watch you play a game. What's a good game to watch? It's like, oh, well, this is pretty much a movie. I mean, it, it, it nails it on all fronts except for that stupid brother I don't think he's that bad. I, I actually thought he was pretty cool. It, I mean, his character is so obvious, and you can tell what's going to happen from like the first five minutes. But yeah, I, I didn't mind him. Isn't I, I, I agree, though. Slightly okay. like Luke Perry for some sort of weird. I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but what? I'm oh. sure Luke Perry has flattered somebody. Remembered who uh-huh. he was. <laughs> I'm having a Google. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's the nine zero two one zero guy, right? Yeah, and, and Oz, Oz, you know, in the Oz, oh, Oz, Oz you know? okay. I was gonna say I never watched that. I wonder why I know who he is. <laughs> Probably Oz. Funnily enough, also oh. in the very latest Tarantino movie coming out sometime in the future. 
I don't know how, because he's actually dead now. But hey. Tarantino's dead? Luke Perry. No, Luke Perry's dead. Wait, Luke Perry died? Yeah, he died about a year ago, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't know he died. Hmm. So not only did I forget who he was, I didn't even know he was alive. <laughs> God bless That's you, okay. Luke Perry. But I do remember in the chats a hell of a lot of talk about the brother from you, Dave. And I think was the main point of contention that we've gone through three games without him ever mentioning that he's got a brother. In fact, the majority of this game I spent yeah. thinking, is he actually really his brother or, or what's, the, what's the case here? Yeah, I, I was expecting a twist of like, no, he's not actually my brother but he's somebody I used to pal around with kind of thing. Yeah, that, that was the main point of contention is, uh, yeah, come on. You can't just surprise soap opera brother in this. Because like Luke said, I, I think it was an amazing send-off for Nathan. I am fine if he never shows up again. They put such a good ending to his and uh, Elena's story that I think I think it's let it sit. Well, it does set up for a nice sequel or kind of reboot in the future of if wanted, doesn't it? Although we have actually had the um, the Lost Legacy. That's yeah, more, I yeah. yeah. I've just bought that. The Last Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't think they should redo or bring Ontario no. back after this. I I think the gameplay mechanics of it have aged significantly, and even with all the the glorious polish that they've put on Uncharted Four that still that hurdle is still there and i don't think you can change that like the shooting mechanics and like the combat mechanics it is basically the playstation's gears of war the, the way you hide behind pillars and you you've got this bullet shooter thing waist high cover yeah <laughs> it just it hasn't aged well it's so funny you say that luke because the the actual um you know shoulder switching mechanic in the game it does seem like it's a relic from like one, maybe even yeah, the very first yeah, totally. Gears of War game, and it, it it doesn't feel as smooth as every you know as refined as everything else is. Like the animations and stuff, just that one simple changing shoulders mechanic. You like it looks a bit dated. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I wonder if Uncharted is starting to feel old now that the game it ripped off is back. Like, as soon as Tomb Raider came back and made a big splash, I was like, oh, I wonder how Uncharted's going to go now. Because when there was only one game on the market that gave you what Uncharted did, you looked at it a little bit um, better, I guess, would be the best way to put it. But now that Tomb Raider's back, and it's... I didn't like Tomb Raider as much as I like Uncharted, but I think that may just be uh, the character. Yeah. Um. Now that they're both doing the same thing, you kind of look at them both sideways. Like, eh, eh, which one's... I, I don't know. I mean, I personally, I would choose Uncharted, but... Yeah, that... I uh, would be give the, me a negative. Uh, the, the combat, 100% the combat. And actually, the trophy list. Unchart uh, Naughty Dog games really need to sort their trophy list out. It's like... Trophies, for me, expands a game and makes it enjoyable, but the trophy list on Naughty Dog games, they're always, like, so unachievable, or you've got to play so many times, it's just not worth it. Like Metal Gear Solid. Hmm. That was my problem with that was, I am not doing this. I'm sorry, I can't. Well, Uncharted is <laughs> one right. of those silly games that decides to lock each difficulty behind a, a trophy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's got to end, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm actually finding, I'm really appreciating games that just don't have a difficulty trophy. It seems well, to be something because... so simple, but it's really nice. Yeah, that's because no. you're a fake gamer girl, Craig. Oh, that's that's true. You play everything that's on easy. easy 
valid answer. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I have made the mistake of playing a few games on easy, thinking I'll just blitz through this, but it actually makes it much worse. Mm. Um, in general, it, it ruins the experience. Yeah, I, I've I've made that mistake too, and then halfway through, you're like, no, I'm just not having fun with this. I played Resident Evil on easy. So did it I. Too. Yeah. 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 Ah, oh, both of you for shame. For <laughs> shame. <laughs> you can't play a survival horror game on easy. That's just that's like watching a movie with the lights on. You can't do that. Anyway, I picked Craig. Survival go. horror. Oh, sorry. Right, oh, yeah. right. Hang on. Go as in right now. Yeah, go. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so the the second game I picked um, on my list was near near Automata. Um, again, not a game from this year, but I played it. I got sucked into uh, what it was trying to do theme-wise. I loved the look of it. I loved the the general aesthetics were great, right up my alley. The music is fantastic to the point where it's one of few modern games these days where I can still hum tunes in my head. Like, I couldn't hum a tune from Uncharted 4. The music was probably amazing, but I can't hum a tune. Whereas near, it's all in my head and it's it's fantastic. I love the kind of bullet helly sections, the RPG ness, RGP ness. No, I said it right the first time. Um, you did. The multiple playthroughs, deleting your save. I just, I just lapped it all up. I loved it. Loved it a bit. It's hard, hard to argue. With well, that. now we have eight seconds of dead air. Um, oh God! Sorry, I went geez. a wee bit quickly there. Say the last sentence in Pig Latin really quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, we did a whole podcast on near automatoes. We did. We did. There's so, no, there's if no... you want a more in-depth look, yeah, there's there's no need to go too far down that rabbit hole. But it it, it has stuck with me. I do like it that um, that you finally you finally come to this and sort of appreciate it because at, at the time I I think I was the first one out of us to get the game, and I I was I was raving on about it. But when I did actually finish it, I was sort of like thinking, was it as good as I thought? And you know, now hearing you go on about it, I mean. I was hearing the music in my head just hearing you talk about it then and I thought mm-hmm. it has sort of left an impression it is you know it is, it yeah. is that I good. hope it was the robot parade music <laughs> <laughs> um, now see I'm kind of the opposite of you guys uh, my, my opinion of it has dwindled a little bit as I've gotten farther away from it not mm-hmm. to the point where I would change everything I said on the podcast like mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back and be like ah no this is redacted I feel different but um I guess it didn't even flit into my brain to talk about this time. I was just like, ah, near. Yeah, that was good. Moving on. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing for me. I'm glad it had such an impact on you, though. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it really did. Very, very last point, but did. Um, I'm going to guess some of you got the, the game of the Yoha edition of it. I did not. No, I was a <sighs> cheapskate and picked up the cheapy cheap version when the um, Yoha edition was announced. <laughs> That's a shame because I, I I've still never played the DLC for it where you, you fight like the game's producer or something like that and all sorts of weird stuff. And, and there's someone who who got quite well, I platinum the game, but you know I I went so deep into it that I was thinking I'd really like to get someone's opinions on what that what DLC panned out to be and how how it works. But uh, I guess I'll have to take the plunge myself. You platinum the platinum game? True. I did as well, but if you remember right, I bought most of the trophies off the shop. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, you've both got a double platinum in that case. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a point with the podcast to naming a negative? Okay, well, the biggest negative is clearly 
the useless amount of side missions that keep you running about all over the place, the map as well, uh, big negative. And those are two negative. I won't go. I, there are there are wee bits and bobs you can pick holes in, but you should listen to the near automata episode. Yes. Uh, is it any worse than collecting frogs? The side quests. Uh, that's that's due to my disability. Although, yeah, it's, oh. it, I, th- I think the side quests were actually worse. The side quests were pretty poor in here. <laughs> disability or no disability, it's collecting bad. frogs was shit. Collecting frogs was... I, I can't remember who I was on a chat with when I was trying to do it, but it honestly, me, yeah. I was yeah. in tears. <laughs> it was both of us, oh. <laughs> separately. I, I, think, I think it was both of us. I think he just sat on an SOS peak, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't find the frogs. <laughs> oh, well. All anyway, right. who's who, next? Who's next? That, it's your choice, dog. Oh, um, who did I pick the last time? I, I don't remember. I think it was okay. Mike. Dave, go. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, timer started. Uh, uh, all right. The next one I'm going to talk about is is one that is near and dear to my heart of hearts. Uh, I can't pick Monster Hunter World yet because it's not out. The the Iceborne expansion. What is out is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on the Switch. <gasps> and so far this year, I've put another 200 hours into Monster Hunter World, bringing me up to a grand total of 700. And then I put another 125 into Monster Hunter for the Switch. Now, Monster Hunter for the Switch is very old, and it feels very old, but it is a giant celebration of everything. The towns from all the past games are there, except for the, the one, but I'm running out of time, and I can't say it. It, it, it has a, the exact same combat mechanics that you've grown to love. There are 93 monsters in it. You can't kill them all. It's impossible. One man in Ohio tried, and he died of a heart attack the very next day. <laughs> Don't kill all the monsters. Instead, you should probably play Monster Hunter World, and Iceborne is coming soon, and oh my gosh, I really want to kill that giant elk. All right, I'm done. Okay, Dave. Okay, that's enough. Put him that's back okay. in his box. <laughs> oh, hang on. He's passed out. He's passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill the last monster, so I'm okay. Uh, one giant negative is it feels like a game from 2003. It is very old feeling. Like if mm. remember three U, Craig? Yes, yes, I remember exactly. It well. oh, yep, exactly the same thing. <sighs> it yeah. feels ancient. So we could use the next 45 minutes to talk about how excited everybody is for Iceborne. Uh, Mike, uh, go. <laughs> All right, we've reached the halfway point. Uh, now's a good time to get some popcorn, some soda, go drain the front puppet. Um, uh-huh. Stop uh, referring to while it you're doing front that. puppet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go drain your hang down. And then come back and listen to us. Uh, questions, gentlemen. I have gut check questions for you because it wouldn't be a bit effect thing without them. Mm. All right. Mm. Mom, Mike, you're, you're the first one to, um, to make a noise, so you're up first. Shit. Mike. What is a game you tired of before you completed it? Castlevania 3. These are supposed to be gut check answers, man. Like, boom, first one that pops into your brain. All right. Luke, the most difficult game you've played this year. What? You changed the question. I had one prepared for the last answer. Yeah, yeah, no. No, come on, man. Uh, Laser rounds. Breath of the Wild. Okay. You know who's left? Craig? Yeah, it's me. It's me. It's left. (laughs) What is your favorite new character so far this year? My favorite new character? Yes. I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? Because it's a character you really liked in the first six months right. of the year. Um, Phoenix simple. Wright. I started playing Phoenix Wright when I got a DS, and Phoenix Wright is just an ace lawyer, and I want him as my lawyer. Ha! Ha! You said ace lawyer. I object to oh that, Oh my sir. God! <laughs> I never even meant that. 
<laughs> Dave, what game has surprised right, you most this year? Surprised me? It's my third pick. Oh, we'll what? get to it when we get to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. Ah, 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 um, 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 uh, who do we got left? All right, Craig, go. Oh, no, wait, did you go second round? I've went. No, you I've didn't. Went. Go. I've done. I've done. I'm done. Oh, you did. I didn't write it down. It's uh, Mike. Mike. Mike, go. Mike, hurry. Um, my final choice, or second choice, oh, not my final choice, but Your second choice. Matter. Second choice will be Undertale. Now, ah, Undertale is. <laughs> hey, right, Luke, Undertale what was your third choice? That... <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my word. Come on, bring it back to me for a moment. So, Undertale. Undertale is a game that I myself was extremely skeptical of. I did not think it would be um, anywhere near anywhere near the quality that, that users were saying across the place, all this fan art flying in from all different places, all sorts of love for it. And I was thinking, this is definitely a case of, you know, Pokemon's arrived, I'm too old for it. But I did actually go back to Undertale this year. I picked, I picked it up in a sale for about £3 and I, I blasted through it. You know what? It does. It does have enough substance. It it does capture all the right things. Um, as someone who's played all the all the games that it references, pretty much things like Final Fantasy VI. Is, you know, it it did the right job. Um, overall, is it something that's going to affect me for the rest of my life? No, of course it isn't. But <laughs> it is a really good game, and Hi. it's well suggested to anyone. Um, I played Undertale uh, when it first came out. My daughter was. Uh, very much on the forefront of all the YouTubers that collectively just creamed their jeans over it. And she was very much the, Dad, you have to play Undertale. Oh, my. It's the best game ever. Dad, you have to play Undertale. I played it. I, I agree with Mike. It is a perfectly serviceable game. Um, a I think a certain type of personality, and I'm not using that in a derogatory way, <laughs> but a certain type of personality will click with this a lot. I am not that type of personality. Like, you know, I'm not the personality type that when they got to the end of Hotline Miami, put their head in their hands and went, oh, oh. I'm the type of personality that all f would out of that sucker and went and played the next game. So, you know, it, it's that personality, a, a very reflective personality will will find a lot more of value in this than just somebody playing it for the gameplay. Or Mike, do you do you feel different about that? I think that, that this game has really managed to do a lot of things that I didn't expect. So, you know, when people were saying it's funny, I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be the sort of, you know, cringy sort of uh, meme stuff going on all over the place. And it turns out the memes are just some, a you know, a reflection of the game itself. A lot of the things like when you when you first bumping into, you know, the skeletons, is it Sans and oh, I can't yeah, remember the name for a second. But hey, Abby, who, who's the second skeleton in Undertale? Papyrus. That's Ten one points there. to Abby. Well done. And <laughs> Told you she got really into it. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, they come out with these sort of jokes that you're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be a terrible dad joke. It's going to be so, so bad. And then I find out I am the demographic. I am the person who appreciates dad jokes. And they are actually pretty funny. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm outnumbered now. What the fuck? No, no. All right. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. Not exactly. But, but there were points where I did audibly actually laugh out loud and i thought you know cynical me should be sort of beating myself over over what i'm actually laughing at at the moment but you know there were points where i was just going this is actually genuinely funny and you know all credit to the guy especially when i was you know so cynical of it in the first place that he, he won me over i thought i'd be the you know the hardest person to win over with this game but um mission succeed successful yeah 
Um, Craig or Luke, um, is there a reason you haven't, or maybe you have, played this? I, I've looked at it with interest and thought I would pick it up, but it's one of those ones where I'll, if I picked it up in a sale, it would stay on my pile of shame for forever. So I'm waiting for a time when I can just buy it and play it. It looks interesting enough, but not not too interesting. I know I was mocking it earlier, but I'm not like gasping to play it. Uh. I think I'm more intrigued now that Mike's kind of given it a, a, a riveting um, review there. Yeah, I think I've seen too much of it on YouTube to to play it without feeling like it's already spoiled. So I might wait a bit longer, but I keep on expecting it to show up on PlayStation Plus or something. You it possibly will. It possibly like... will. And you know, I did see far too much. I was already aware of the different routes through to the ending. I was aware of all the you know different playthroughs people which brings me on to my negative point which is you know do games really need multiple playthroughs all the time you know we've come from a point where in the past we were trying to milk those games when we were young and trying to get our value out of them here i bought this for three pounds and i thought for three pounds the six seven hours that i got out of it was plenty enough i don't need to turn this into a 16 20 hour game just to see everything else i'm happy i'm happy with the route i had and as far as i'm concerned whichever ending you go for is your happy ending even if it's not unless happy. I was going to say unless it's not the happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have all hit our second games. And you know what that means? It's time for the lightning turbo super round. You get 45 seconds 45 in the last seconds. round. All right, Craig, you spoke first. You're up first. I have I still haven't cut down my list. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Prey, another podcast game, uh, again, not from 2019, but it ticked all the right buttons for me, much like Shadow Tactics got my stealth down and Nier got my visual and auditory bu- senses buzzing, Prey, just all round as a game, as a game game to sit down and play was right up my alley, I took my time with it, I loved it, I loved the story, I loved what they did with it. It's not, I know it's not, we've discussed it in the podcast, it's not the strongest game in the world ever, but for me, it just was perfect. I, I love that kind of environmental storytelling. I love space. So it was, it was all good, mate. Was that 45 seconds? Now, time's ah, over, good. Craig, shut there up. There we go. No, sorry, I was... Luke, you're the only one of us that didn't play Prey. Yeah, no, I should have as well. I, I quite like bethesda games at the moment but there's something about that game just doesn't interest me at all i'm not sure why could it be space that and the survival horror-esque bit of it um yeah not really my genre that's that's fair i mean the the horror is well i'll I'll let craig say it yeah it's very very light yeah it's very light when you get once you get over the fact that one enemy type could spring out at you at any point and you just learn to look for wee glitches and bits and bobs, or you just shoot every inanimate object that you can <laughs> see. It's it's absolutely fine. Um, the horror is so light. It's so so super light, and there's no there's no real survival element to it. It's just it's just Bioshock. It's space Bioshock. I hate jump scares. I, I honestly I can't stand them. So that's put me off even more. I don't think. <laughs> There were any jump scares? I do you guys remember a jump scare? No, I, no, I don't. No. Uh, 
the, I'd see what you mean though, like the fact that there's two coffee mugs sitting on a table and one of them could be an enemy. It's not like it jumps at you and fills the screen. It's more like at a distance, it morphs back into a face hugger looking creature and scuttles about the place. <laughs> okay, that's all. That's all it really is. <laughs> Then you'll be like, why am I playing Dead Space 2? I should be playing Prey. <laughs> that is Prey, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the same thing goes for Nier. Um, we, we did a whole podcast about this where we mm-hmm. talked more in yeah. depth about it. If you're curious to see how we feel, go ahead and listen to that. And now that our advertisement section is done, Craig, who's who's going? Uh, Luke is the only person I haven't picked so far for your third game. Okay, well, talking about survival horror games, uh, my wonderful wife bought me Resident Evil 2, the remake, for um, for as a gift. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm the biggest wimp when it comes to those games. So hence why I played Resident Evil 2 on easy. Uh, and I turned from being a big wimp into absolutely loving this game. I mean, I took my time with every corner. Yeah, Metro Man! No, um... <laughs> I took my time with every corner, exploring. I made sure nothing jumped out on me until fucking Mr. X. And uh, there's a funny video that my wife recorded of me meeting Mr. X and then turning off my PlayStation because I was so stressed. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail about this game because we are going to cover it for Halloween. Spoilers. Done. Oh, didn't cut you off before the spoiler. Uh, yeah. I, I hope you at least shot off his jaunty cap. I did. I got the trophy, and then he kept on coming at oh, me. Oh, good man. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, though, right? I, I know I've gone over my time, but I thought, Mr. X is chasing me. I need to get from one side of the police station to the other. So I kind of lured him down to the, the bottom half where the recording room is, and then I thought, screw it, I'll run back the other way because it's like a you can only get around one way. So I, I lured him back the other way, knowing that he's on the other side of the building, and I could hear him. But thinking, there's no way he can get to me. No, no, he can break through walls. <laughs> he can come again. <laughs> yes, sir. Have you seen um, that? There was a thing on, I can't remember if it was Eurogamer. You might have even shared it about how Mr. X works. I'm pretty sure we could go into it in the podcast, but it's really awesome. He doesn't, there's no kind of um, teleporting of Mr. X. He just tra- travels really quickly like it's 6000 percent speed until he gets close to you and then he slows down <laughs> and then you hear the thump, uh, thump exactly thump. Yeah. oh no it's some um, some researcher kind of took a top-down view of the whole building and just tracked mr x around it it's really really super cool nice no I- like i said we said we'll go more in depth when we actually cover the game in full but i i never thought um Capcom would be able to top the remake they did of the first game, and I was I was I, I wasn't hesitant to buy it. I bought it day one. Like I mean, it's a remake of Resident Evil Two. What are you stupid, um, Mike? You're 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 uh, a Resident Evil man. Just a really quick. What did you think? Very good, very good. Very narrowly missed my um my list. To be honest, that was one of the one of the five games. It probably was the top choice. It might have even been a mistake that I didn't include it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's really good. It's it's really quite amazing considering considering this coming from a you know a game that was an, an extreme sort of value proposition back in the day. It's it's probably a bit of a shame that I've only completed it the once when you know I I probably could do with doing those other free playthroughs and checking it out further. Well, that's what October's for. Mm. 
I I super enjoyed it as well. Did like look, I have Luke's copy, and he forced me to play it. Like he actually <laughs> held a gun to my head and said, "Play it." But he was crying and covering his eyes while he was doing it. <laughs> Instead of a gun, it was a. It was all very confusing. <laughs> I loved it to bits, and I was the same. I was like, "I'm going to be quite scared of this," but it's not. It's not hot. It's not scary. It's tense. It's super tense. Is the thing that gets you, and, and it's stressy. Um, just by comparison, Prey is like a episode of the Teletubbies compared to Resident Evil 2. <laughs> so there's, there's um, like nothing, Luke, nothing to it. Give me a negative. Um, oh, I'm not sure I can think of one, to be honest. I think, oh, God. Inventory management. No, I actually think. No, I actually think that that is a, a great tie back to the original game. I can't. That yeah, maybe the voice acting, but even then, it's not bad. Oh yeah, really? I, I didn't think. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. Well, we'll try to figure out more into negatives by the time we get to October. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um. Nah. Fuck it. I'll go. I'll go next because you know we'll keep Mike for last. I got another round of questions. And then we'll pull it to a close. All right, so time is on the clock. Hold on. There's an ad for grills on my stopwatch app. Does anybody need a good deal on a grill? Why are you using... Is that a George Foreman variant? No, no, no. It's like an outside grill. Charcoal. You're like an old person. Why have you got an app for a stopwatch when you've got like a clock app built in that does (laughs) stopwatches? (laughs) <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute hold on do i yeah if you open up the no. if you go to the clock ah. app it'll have a stopwatch and an alarm clock no and a split oh, timer no. Oh, no. are you kidding me <laughs> i have i have world clock that's it have you got one of those torch apps dude it, it's a samsung tab four it is old <laughs> the stopwatches existed back then <laughs> I know, but I have an app for it. All I have is World Clock. That is... Oh, no, I have an alarm. Hold on. Oh. oh. There, there, there is oh. no stopwatch. Ha! You are wrong. I I may be 80 years old at heart, but in this case, I was vindicated. So shut up. Oh, dear. Oh, I closed it. Now I gotta open it again. I have to see the thrill. For God's sake. <laughs> okay, here we go. And time. So, in answer to Luke's question, as well as my third pick, I am choosing Mutant Year Zero, uh, Road to Eden. It is the strategy game that I'm sure you've seen because it is a duck in a top hat with a shotgun and a boar oh, yeah. with a rifle. Um, th- it has a combat system close to Divinity or XCOM. And I played this really early this year, like in January, and I was so taken with this game that I kind of want to play it again and again. Uh, the world, I think, is absolutely amazing. The characters are great. I really think more people should play this. So my time is almost up, but you really need to play it uh, because it's really good. The best strategy I've played all year and done. I okay. played XCOM, and then we had the Mutant Year Zero conversation, and I've bought it. I bought it when it was on sale about a month ago because um, it's digital only, and it's like at that price point where it's like, Twenty eight ninety nine or something, or like yeah, it wasn't cheap. Just too expensive for me to commit to, but it went down to nineteen pounds or something. So I was like, right, I'll grab that and save it. I can't wait to play this, and it's one where I'm waiting for a day off because I think I'll go down the same route as you and go. This this is brilliant. Not only is it a duck and a boar, it's 
awesome. As well as other animals. Mm, uh, okay. Uh, there are other animals. Um, well, yeah, it, it's it's almost the game I think Fallout should have become. Um, Fallout instead went to this weird place after one and two, whereas this very much has that this world is just gone to hell, and you're trying to make the best of a bad situation. Uh, I really, really like this game. Uh, Luke, Mike, any interest just at all? Just a very quick point. Did um, did Fallout Two get followed by Fallout Tactics? Was it? Uh yeah, it was Fallout Tactics, and then Brotherhood of Steel. And then it went dormant uh, for a while, and that's when Bethesda picked it up and made three. Right. Thank you for my knowledge bank there, because I did actually take on your your rave reviews of this, and I I played it on the um on the Game Pass on the Xbox. Oh, good. And it, it was well, I I started off on it anyway. Um, I did the first the first few bits, and and then I found it found it pretty pretty tough to be honest. Um, but then my then my Game Pass expired, and it's not until <laughs> the other day. When I when I decided to grab myself this this funny free year Game Pass Ultimate thing, that I now have copies of this both on the Xbox to continue or even on the PC, so I do hope to uh, to jump into this again very soon. But from what I played, yeah, really really cool. I love how it has a mixture of like stealth movement, so you can sort of avoid battles if you want and yeah. things like that. And at the same time, uh, it reminds me of one of one of my greats, which is a bit bit. I don't know. I'd probably say it's a bit of a hidden gem, but sort of um, Jagged Alliance, Jagged Alliance Two, especially oh, yeah. Jagged Alliance Two Gold. I used to absolutely love love that, and it, it had a, a world that felt all its own. It had a lot of backstory and stuff. If you're willing to seek it out, it's like like uh, an evolution in a way of games which came after, like Valkyria Chronicles, which also copied, copied a similar sort of thing. But um, but I think this captures a lot of the spirit of that Jagged Alliance from what I've what I've seen so far. And yeah, yeah, I can't wait to jump jump back on it. Um, yeah, one quick but, uh, thing, like, it, it's very weird for me to have an indie game in my top three, mm. but, um, like, even the voice acting, like, I was very surprised by how good the voice acting was in an indie game, which, I mean, know that makes me sound even more like an 80-year-old person, because I don't have a stopwatch on my tablet, <laughs> but, um, my negative would be, give me a second to think about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> So ah, uh, I, 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 God, Luke, sorry. <laughs> so uh, I've already forgotten the name of this game, and I think it's because every time you talk about it, I just instantly associate with uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, which was on the same like E3 <laughs> conference, and it's got a pig in it. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm now like well, uh, one of those series is good, <laughs> and one of them is bad. <laughs> I'll let you make your own choices. What is the exact name? Is it? Let, let me take a random stab at it. Okay. Year Zero Mutant Man Evolved. <laughs> uh, you got name? most of the words in there. It is Mutant Year Zero colon, not the same type of colon that's in Shadow Tactics, mind you. Uh-huh. That long thing that Craig did on the colon. Uh, it's Mutant Year Zero colon Road to Eden. Oh my god. Oh, okay. No evolved. No evolved. I thought it was no, Road no to Eden and you started saying evolved and I was like, is it evolved? What's evolved? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean you evolve in it. You you grow different body parts when you level up. It's really cool. Oh. Um my my negative would be it's 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 I felt a little ripped off on the money. Like I completed it in about eight hours 
and that was on normal difficulty. I didn't go hard on this one because I wasn't sure if I was going to play through it all. Um, mm. But it, it, it's it's pretty short. So if you're yeah. going to pick it up, I would suggest picking it up on a deal because paying $30 for eight hours, eh, it's, it, it can get to you. That's the hand this is why we have Dave, the, the game monster, on here because I checked reviews and they were all saying it's about 15 to 20 hours. Oh, so really? Dave, Dave has sliced this game in half. Oh. Completely. Well, mm. I could also just have old man dementia. Let's be fair. Hmm. All right, Mike. Yeah, I was you finished point. level one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, do reviewers play games like Craig played Prey? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prey. I missed that. I missed that game. Ooh. All right, Mike. Are you ready? I think now is one uh, go. probably the best time. Okay, uh, so go. my final choice is going to be a very low budget game from a very low-key studio. It is based in the Wild Western world, okay. Okay. and it is called Red Dead Redemption 2. Ah, and this is no. the game no. you are all going to absolutely hate me for choosing. I put my foot down on this one. But I absolutely monstered through this over over the space of probably a month. I absolutely got engrossed. I, I feel like... <sighs> Like like I like I just connected to this game, even though even though I completely understand where everyone else comes from, I understand about the flow of the game and sort of how it might not be to anyone's liking or most people's liking, but there's just something there that time. the pace of it seems to. <sighs> yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Time. Nobody say a word. We are done. Wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. One, one last score. <laughs> one thing, Mike. Where were you when I was having to fight these two off? <laughs> he was out I'm, in the I was mountains. House. I was banned from the podcast for a short while, <laughs> and I'm back now. And um, um, yeah, this was the stuff. I hey, normally, normally, I might say something like, "You know, Mike, I I was unfair in the podcast, and I can see where you're, but I'm not going to do that because I'm taking a bold new stance and I'm being assertive and just saying you're wrong." <laughs> Um, I uh, all those who agree, uh, I all those opposed, go fuck yourselves because you're wrong. Yeah, um, I stand firm in that it's Rockstar's worst game. I think it's a flood gem. Oh, and there's on, the middle of the road, Luke. It's miles better than something like Manhunt or the Warriors. Come on. Oh no, no! Don't you badmouth the Warriors, sir. It's better than Vice City Stories or... Well, I didn't Vice... play Vice City Stories. Vice City Stories was all right. I played Vice City, but uh, stories. Um, yeah, the, well, we could turn this into a two-hour-long podcast if we yeah, keep arguing not, about let's this. Not, let's just... Let's not um, Why don't you listen okay. to our Red Dead Redemption episode? I, you we... guys are a bunch of corporate shills, man. <laughs> eh, both you and Mike. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right. I saved the best to last, and it worked anyway. <laughs> All right. Give me a... Well, you know what? Normally, I would say give me a negative, Mike, but uh, give me a positive. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, well. Uh, it, um, a good while ago, I watched something called The Hateful Eight for the second time, and, you know, I still like that movie, even though it only came out to average reviews. Um, it's the same case here. Basically... There's a point where 
you start thinking, I know how this is going to go. I know people are going to start getting wiped out. The second the first piece, person gets hit, there's like a there's like a suspense in the game, which just, it always feels like it's there for me. And I think in terms of the story, that works perfectly. Especially when it's, you know, as you see people just slowly disappearing or even rapidly disappearing from the, from the cast, you're like thinking, Jesus, I have no idea how... Well, you do know how it's going to go, but at the same time, you don't know. And that's, that's what's so crazy about it. I can't believe there's a game that lets you know, but keeps everything concealed at the same time. Um, well, it, you're hitting on the one thing that we all agree on. The story mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. It was what it was wrapped up in that was terrible. It wasn't terrible. In it just overstayed its welcome. It was, it, it was terrible. I don't think there's a reason for people not liking, you know, that there wasn't enough to do in between missions. or You know, that no, it, there was no point wasn't to that, going off mate, to randomly search the world. It was the 15-minute horse ride between missions, every single mission. It was the, it there's really good. no point to doing a lot... <laughs> God, well, okay, I just right. finished, no, no, I finished no, no. Grant's Theft Auto Triggered. 5. Oh, okay, Stop. Yeah. Good, Stop. good point. Triggered, Stop. triggered, nope. triggered. Uh, uh. Thank you for hauling me back from the edge, Frank. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. You get an extra star. All right. So, our round of 12 games is done. These are the must-play 12 games of 2019, even though half of them didn't come out in 2019. You probably have a backlog, and these should be moved to the front. Now, Luke. Yo. How many games did you complete so far this year? 11. All right. Craig. 31. Holy shit, Craig. Michael. Um, I I don't know. 20. Okay. I win with 47. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Okay. So uh, honorable mentions are boring, and I like hearing people panic. So, gentlemen, these are the rules. You get 10 seconds to just spout out as many game titles as you can. I can do all 11 in 10 seconds, as I think. honorable mentions. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got a big man on the campus here. So you know what, Luke? Go. God of War, Yuko's Island, Yakuza 6, Legend of Zelda, Link Between World, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Uncharted 4, Batman Arkham Asylum, South Park, Br- Fractured But Whole, done. and I said the rest of them. No, 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 you are done. Yeah, I know, but I said the rest of them during the podcast. So, oh, okay, all right, all right. right. Well, Mike, you made a noise, you're up next. And, <laughs> okay, go. Tetris Effect, God of War, Resident Evil 2, Yakuza 6, um, Castlevania, Castlevania 4, um, Castlevania Bloodlines, Kid Dracula. Uh, Done. Craig, you've been just... auspiciously silent. You're up next. I'm silent because I've only got a few. I um, thought about honourable mentions and I'm not going to rush out. you got three seconds. Oh, for <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> All right, and go. Hitman 2, Yakuza 6, Detroit Become Human, Dragon Age 11, and Yakuza Kiwami. And the Phoenix Race. Oh, I'm sorry. You lose time because you said Dragon Age 11 and not Dragon Quest 11. Oh, so 11. I did. How did I, I do that? I'm so sorry. I actually <laughs> thought about that as well. It sounded so smooth and concise as well. Bloody hell. Everyone just <laughs> fell right. for it. Oh, and uh, go. I have Devil May Cry 5. It was amazing. 
Dead Rising 4 was great, and Konami and SNK are uh, back in the ballgame for doing all the retro stuff that they did, and hands up to them. Done. Well done. All right. No more use for the stopwatch. Uh, this is a very nebulous thing, but I'm going to uh, see. Uh, well, um, all right, guys. So whew, let me not have a stroke on Mike. Give me just a second. Uh, on <laughs> Mike. Mike, if you could please lay down, I would like to have a stroke on you. And that is as sexual as you want to make it. Awkward. So this year, (laughs) uh, this year, I I wanted to change the way I played games. Um, I was starting to get burnout. I generally beat around 100 games a year. And once I finished the whole Kingdom Hearts series and then started with Assassin's I started to feel burnt out. I would constantly want to go back to play games that I just wanted to play, whether I had finished them or not. And so this year, I'm really trying to just sit down and say, I don't have an agenda other than like podcast games. I am going to play what I want to play. Now, as it turns out, it's Monster Hunter all the time, but... Um, changing the way that I play games and more try to sap everything out of them than to just play it, finish it, done, play it, finish it, done, and go through my collection. Um, that, that's been kind of a big change for me over the last six months. What about you guys? I mean, game-related, has anything major changed for you guys? Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I had my sort of hiatus in a way. With the house move, I was away from games for six months. I still remember booting up for that Devil May Cry 5 demo and just being like, oh my word, this is a 1080p. This was like the old one, the the old 1080p TV going, oh my word, that looks so sharp. I can't believe games have advanced this much in six months <laughs> of not not having access to a TV to play after just playing, I think it was the, the Vita and the Switch. That'll do it and, to um, you. Oh yeah, yeah, coming back to it is sort of like, Everything, everything is is pretty pretty amazing. I wanted to avoid using that Lego song for a second then, um, <laughs> and, and yeah, apart from the other day when I loaded up Shenmue and sort of realised I've been wrong all these years, and Shenmue is not not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apart apart from that small small bit of fatigue, it's you know the Switch. The Switch is good. The Switch is quite good. You know, it's, I've, I've not played it enough. Um, there's loads of cool things. It's just I, I feel reinvigorated. I feel like I can enjoy games more. I still don't feel like I can probably finish a Batman game in time for a podcast, but <laughs> I feel quite good. <laughs> so, how about how about you, Craig? <laughs> I was waiting for one of you two to jump in naturally, um, not your cue card being held I up. I never knew oh, if Mike's okay. finished. Thank, thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for asking. I usually just go silent for a while. Um, <laughs> I, after my epiphany of last year, where I kind of started analysing the games I like and what I play, I decided, not through um, 100% my own decisions, to not buy as many games this year. This is why, of the 31 games I've played this year, probably 30 of them are from not 2019 because I'm clearing my back catalogue and I'm appreciating the good games that I've missed out on and it's been really revitalising and invigorating and I'm still beasting games, I'm still getting up at like 4 or 5 in the morning with some games going oh this is amazing, I 
can't stop playing things like Resident Evil was a few days of just me going, "Wow, this is amazing!" Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just having fun now that I've kind of got myself settled in to my brain, and because I'm skint, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I guess for me, like I, I really burnt out the tail end of last year. I had a bit of a hiatus from the podcast just because it felt like it was becoming a job. And since doing that, I've kind of, I didn't think I played games for like six weeks probably, but I realized that I've, in that spate of time where I wasn't enjoying gaming, I had bought so many games and barely played any of them. So my mission this year was to try and go back and finish off as many of those games or to to get the ones that I hadn't bought but I knew that I wanted to finish off this generation kind of hitting that pile of shame most of it's been exclusives um but it's also been about getting like objectives again like I I like to get as many trophies as possible there's something really like relaxing about sitting down and like taking taking off that list of trophies so I've been working my way through that and um that energy still hasn't disappeared in fact if anything it's getting stronger like I'm getting frustrated because I don't have enough time to play games as much as I want, which is a good thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, quit your job. <laughs> yeah. And don't uh, have kids. We, we, we make enough money on the podcast, right? I'm still waiting for my YouTube like, uh, success to, to, to bankroll my mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Loving it. 2019's been good. 2019 has been really good. All right. Uh, speaking of the rest of 2019, what is the next big game for you guys? The, I want to buy it day one. I need it in my blood. There's a lot. There's a lot, Dave. That's a very loaded question, right? There's, there's literally, like, we're, we're a week away from Bloodstained. We've got Mario Maker up this month. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll be generous, because you guys have been, you, you've been good today. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, except for that Red Dead comment. Uh, so you get two. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Borderlands 3 and Death Stranding. Well, you Ooh. see, now one bad apple ruined it for everybody because <laughs> he mentioned Death Stranding. Everybody gets zero. <laughs> <laughs> immediately, immediately, it's going to have to be, yeah, Bloodstained and um, uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch. Okay. It's a good one. Well, because. Because Mike's just said Legend of Zelda, I'm going to go with um, Fire Emblem and Luigi's Mansion. Oof. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. But you've just said because Mike said Legend of Zelda, so that was you saying that you picked no, that as well. No, no. And, and I'm not thinking... The man, that, well, always, I'll, the I'll man that always picks like five games for his three games of the, the, the year, I'm picking three. Um, now that Mike said Legend of Zelda... And you've said Luigi's Mansion, and Mike said Bloodstained, take, and you take also Mario said... Take Mario Maker 2. What's that? Take Mario Maker 2. I, Mario Maker's never been my jam. I don't know why, I just can never yeah, be awesome. I, I think it's. I think it's more fun to play people's levels than it is to make them. There's going to be a lot, though, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Um, For myself, everybody saw this coming. It's Iceborne, man. <gasps> Iceborne. What? Oh. Iceborne and Bloodstained are are the two big. One is a massive expansion, and the other one is 
a guy whose games that I've loved for the last 20 years is finally making another one, and I'm incredibly excited. Like, I, I'm going to take the days off and just rip through them in less than a day. <laughs> um, all right, so to close this out, we do this every year. What is an objective you would like to achieve by the time we hit the end of the year? Hmm. It could be video game related. It could be specific to one game. It, you know, whatever. Hmm. That's a good question. I kind of just, I'm totally chill just playing through my backlog. I'll start, the, the latter half of the year is going to be much stronger for games I want to buy. I'll be buying Bloodstained and Luigi's Mansion and God knows what else is coming out. So it will be... I just want to clear the backlog so that it gives me time to play some 2019 games. So that when we do the what's the game in the year 2019, I've got actual 2019 games to talk about. Uh, uh, all right. Well, you got to give me an objective to hit. So you got to give me a number. What? Like, do you, do you okay. want to double the amount of games that you've completed by the end of the year? No. Okay. Here's my objective. Two of my three game of the years for 2019 will be from 2019. Okay, all right. You want to play two new releases. What a high bar you set, good sir. No, they, they need to be game of the year material. Uh, well, that's going to be pretty easy, I think, looking at the release calendar. There's that some really whoppers is, coming out. Is, is. All right, Luke. I want to give you the definitive answer on what, which of the Rocksteady games is the best. Rocksteady? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if you meant Rockstar because we were just talking about no, Rockstar. Rocksteady, okay. the Batman games. I wanna, I wanna finally know in my head which one is the best because at the moment I think it's Arkham Asylum, but it probably isn't. Um, are you gonna play like Blackgate and Origins? No, just the Rocksteady ones. Those are those are unofficial. Oh, I, okay. I wasn't sure if if uh, Rocksteady did Blackgate or was that Warner Brothers? Oh, I'm not sure. No, um, no. I'll say the official All Batman. Right, uh, Mike, there we go. Okay, uh, that works. I am I am avoiding the the Shining Force thing. I'm I'm probably never going to play Shining Force three, so let's let's knock that one on the head. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, looking ahead of me, uh, I think my PS4 is starting to turn into the next 3DS now. My 3DS has what eight different huge RPGs to play. The PS4 now has about six or seven waiting there. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm going to complete Dragon Quest Eleven because that would be that would be stupid. <laughs> so I'm going to say that I'll just complete Valkyria Chronicles 4 and I'll leave all the rest for now. And, you know, maybe 5 is accomplishable by the time the PS5 has been out for about four years. Yeah. All right. Dragon, um, Dragon uh, Quest Valkyria Eleven 4 is, is very really, good. I was just going to say, Dragon Quest Eleven is really good if you can plow 130 hours into it. It's yeah. super good. It's like a couple of weeks worth of gaming that you will just be like, that was amazing. Um, well, uh, not that long, but yeah, I really enjoyed my time with Valk 4. It was it was really good, especially coming off of Revolution, which was not, not very good. Although I do uh, feel cheated that I never finished um, 3 just yet. I've, so. never finished, I've never played 3. I've never played any of the handheld ones. Because handhelds oh, are good. of they're good. the devil. But, yeah. I know. Uh, my objective for this year is I want to craft a weapon from every monster in Monster Hunter Iceborne. I want to fill out the Gunlance tree 
and get every single end of the tree weapon and iceborne. And that's probably going to put me at about a thousand hours. So yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm sorry if this was a little rambly, but hey, we only do this twice a year. So if you want to get a hold of us, maybe tell us your top three that you've played so far this year. You can do that on Facebook or Gmail or Instagram, all at the bit effect. Or you can just go to the website and use one of the submission forms to let us know. If we get a good number of these, and I shouldn't say that because then if we don't do it, you'll be like, ha, you guys don't have an audience. <laughs> um, but if, if we get a good number of these, we'll uh, try to do an episode of uh, people's submissions. And that you know we can read out what you thought your top three were that year. Remember, they don't yeah. have to be from this year. Just that you one played them this can year. Be, one can be read that redemption too. No, that no. is illegal. Um, we will have the police called on you. So, gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking with me for this long. Um, say good night, gentlemen. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night, gentlemen. Gentlemen. And happy hunting. <laughs>